Preparations are already well underway for TT 2024, and whilst the excitement builds for the respective riders, teams and fans, a lot of efforts are taking place behind the scenes to make sure the island is ready once more for the racing fortnight in a few months' time. One of those at the heart of those preparations is Paul Phillips, head of motorsport at the Department for Enterprise. His responsibilities stretch beyond qualifying and race days, and into looking at the bigger picture for the event, not just now, but into the long-term future. So in a world where costs in a lot of areas of our lives have been rising, what's the economic outlook for the TT as it stands? I caught up with Mr Phillips to hear about the financial situation for the races currently, as well as efforts to keep them viable beyond this year. Well, I think it's fair to say that in sport generally, in motorsport, it's a challenging situation. In the island more generally, it's a challenging situation. And that's why it's so important that the sort of strategic position for TT focuses on things like generating income and, and growing audience to ensure that it's financially sustainable to deal with the short-term cost pressures, but also the, the, the future cost pressures. In the position you're in right now, are you confident that the likes of the TT is in a stable position at the moment, or are there other challenges outside of that? No, absolutely. I think that the TT is growing audience very, very quickly. That's the most important thing to understand. And then off the back of that audience growth, we see increased commercial opportunities and, and, and the values of that increase. And the important thing is to is to be doing that in a strategic way where our focus is on sustainable income streams. So the income that comes in to the event itself is coming from corporate means where, and what I mean by that is, is things like broadcast sales, content sales, licensing, and sponsorship by far and away, they are the primary sources of income to the, you know, probably over 80% of the total income back into the event that ensures that from a financial position that, that, that things remain viable. And that's growing really quickly. Those things are growing really quickly at the moment in line with um, the, the audience growth. The other thing with TT, of course, is that its primary reason for existing is is the economic benefit that it derives for the island. And it's important that we still see that continue to rise by sustaining the visitor number and, and hopefully growing that as well if we can. You mentioned before that there are certain cost challenges that you have to navigate what are the main ones would you say yeah so um i mean one thing's for certain that the cost of motorsport will always increase year on year on year and, and a lot of that is linked to the the fixed cost of infrastructure and risk management uh, particularly with something like the tt which is has so much risk attached to it and the development of initiatives around reducing and removing those risks where, where possible and it's all part of the same conundrum really you know in terms of that that desire to be sustainable you know you can see the situation in ireland at the moment where for a range of reasons we're losing events in this sport and it's important that when you are thinking about these things strategically that all of those various aspects are considered in the whole so risk management financial management, growing audience, exploiting opportunities, all those things come together to ensure that you've got a sustainable model for what we hope with TT is the long-term future. And just coming on to one of those things that had affected road races across the water in Ireland, particularly last year, was around uh, insurance affecting certain meetings as well. Continues to be a bit of a talking point 12 months on. Um, Insurance-wise for the not just the TT, but road racing on, say, the Balloon course, for example, so the whole Isle of Man road racing scene, how are things looking at the moment? Yeah, so the the situation in the Isle of Man is slightly different to Ireland, simply because we're a different jurisdiction and we have a different governing body in the Isle of Man, that being the ACU. Uh, and it's the ACU as the as the governing body's remit to provide that insurance cover. The the, the policy for 24 is in place, which um, uh, obviously is for the TT, and then there's the policies then to cover the other road racing events that take place here 
I don't think the issue is about insurance per se. It's about being able to service your increasing fixed costs of operation. And that's why it's so important to have a plan to deal with that. And just on a slightly different side of things, when we're talking about the economic benefits, in terms of visitor numbers during 2023, what were they like? Were they around the sort of levels that you'd hoped for? And and what are you sort of targeting maybe in visitor numbers this year? Absolutely. So by the time we got to the pandemic, the TT had got to about 45,000 fans a year. Then the first TT back in 22, there, there was a there was a drop off. I think it's about a 9% decrease. If you think back to that period of time, there was still a lot of places where travel was restricted. There was a lot less air travel and whatnot. And I think at one stage, the, the thoughts were that the attendance at TT would be much less than that. So uh, certainly travel trends globally were, were seeing much more decline at, at that time. So, so TT 2022, was it was a good return 23 was back to just under that 45,000 mark so almost back to pre-pandemic levels and then the expectation is that we will exceed that place we're hope we're aiming and hoping for a slightly higher number and um, there is a finite number that can come based on the infrastructure but the reason that the event has been re- restructured in terms of the schedule is to try and deal with the peak in the middle weekend and also give people more options around a second weekend of, of racing and with things like more air, air travel coming back online post-pandemic and slightly increased ferry capacity with new ship etc there's an opportunity for that not just this year but in, into the future as well we hope and in terms of the visitor experience obviously there is so much going on around say the grandstand for example you've got uh, the fan park and of course the, the the paddock that the fans continue to enjoy as well but away from the douglas area some people talk about what is available across the island in different areas you know ramsey castletown port Erin, peel etc are there any plans to maybe expand the offering for visitors in terms of what they can enjoy outside of douglas i think from a tt branded position perhaps not at the moment because there is a you know there's a finite resource and kind of finite bandwidth to to do that but the, the TT has always and will continue to enjoy the the kind of fringe of the festival. So if you think about any festival, really, there's there's often a, a number of events that aren't necessarily organised by the festival itself, but are put on by the private sector or the voluntary sector that sit around that and and and, and benefit from the influx of people to the area. And, and the TT is no different. And I don't see any reason why that will ever continue. The other thing that we absolutely know about TT visitors, and, and we can see that is. The island itself is part of the attraction, you know. Um, it's not just attending a sporting event, it's a holiday. And people enjoy the island when it's looking at its best in June when generally and hopefully the sun is shining. So it's all part of the kind of all part of the of the of the of the experience. And I think the good thing is that you've got the kind of core event in the middle of it with in terms of that schedule and, and, and the racing and the things that sit around that. And then as a visitor, you've got a lot of flexibility to build your own experience around that. And that leads me on to the cost, I guess, for visitors coming over. It's a it's a big commitment for plenty to make their way over on the ferry or on the plane to come here for a few days or even a whole week or two weeks in in some cases. Do you think from a financial standpoint for visitors and how much it costs them to enjoy something like the TT, that it's it's viable enough to compete with other events at that or other holidays at that time of year? Yeah, I do. So I think it's quite a complex answer and the makeup of the TT visitor is quite widespread. You know, not they don't all look the same, they don't all behave the same and they don't all have the same backstory. So you can travel to the Isle of Man uh, on the ferry as a foot passenger for around £100 return and you can camp and you can you don't have to really spend that much money to enjoy the TT once you're here. You know, it's all very accessible, the paddock's accessible, the racing itself is accessible. 
or you can spend a lot of money and, and stay in the best hotels and, and fly and, and hire cars, et cetera, et cetera. I think what we know from the research that we do with our TT fans is that cost is not necessarily their biggest pain point. Sort of ease of access is definitely one. So that's, again, what comes back to the schedule change. We had this um, log jam in the middle of the event where you had a lot of people wanting to come and being turned away from the event, which is not a good position. So, and then also if you compare the TT to other major event experiences, then it fares well from a, from a cost perspective. I, I don't, you know, I, I, from my own experience when I go with my family to events in the UK, I've been to festivals, I've been to sporting events. You know, it is, um, it is, uh, it or can be, can be an expensive activity, but, but it, you know, it's, it's a treat. It's thing, it's something that you save up for and it's something that you don't do every time. The beauty of the TT is there is nothing else like it. There is no alternative directly alternative to it. If you want to see TT racing and this spectacle in this beautiful island, then the Isle of Man TT is, stands apart. And not just the visitor experience, but the competitor experience, the cost around that side of things. For example, the uh, the larger manufacturers, for example, will naturally have big infrastructures and big budgets to uh, accommodate being at the TT races, but it can be a big cost and commitment for, say, the privateer riders, for example, their team. So for competitors coming through, particularly those on smaller budgets, do you think it's still competitive in terms of getting them to come here and take part? Again, I think it's another complex answer. I think we've very much got to be mindful that it's the, the cost pressures that are, that, are, that are being experienced in motorsport make things more challenging. The the TT is not a cheap event to take part in, nor should it be. In terms of it's a it's it's a it's a it's a the highest level of our sport in terms of road racing. The level the the, the level of participant of machinery of preparation of equipment all needs to be high um, and the the cost pressures affect not just those at the bottom but those in the middle and those in the top because they have the same cost pressures versus what they are trying to deliver i think um we've got to continue continue to drive greater audience greater awareness to the event which we are doing and succeeding at well um, and that in turn creates greater commercial opportunities for those who are participating in it in terms of the sponsorship that they can derive and the support that they can derive from the industry. You know, the TT at one stage became really important to the motorcycle industry. That's not the case anymore. I think the, the industry really prioritizes it. So in terms of part technical supply, in terms of parts and equipment and, and, and the, the, the support that exists around that is much higher than it was, say, 10 or 15 years ago. And it's a balancing act, but I mean, the, the, you asked me this question just a few hours after the entries for the TT have closed, and it's the biggest entry that we've seen in the TT for a number of years, which tells you something. There are going to be a lot of people who have tried to take part who won't be able to this year because there is a finite space on the grid. And it's uh, it's something that just needs to be permanently considered in the whole mix of things that consider that you consider to make the event viable and sustainable. On the sidecar side of things, it seems as though, I mean, c- correct me if I'm wrong here, but it seems as though uh, entries had gone slightly down in 2023. What was that the oh, case? Yes. Um, and if so, do you have you, plans to boost that further going into the future? Yeah, sidecar is a yeah, is a challenge. It's The decline in sidecar racing is not something that's exclusive to TT. It's, it's happening all around the world. It is a challenge. I think we have steadied the ship a bit with the TT. The entry is good this year. It's um, it's uh, slightly up on last year. And I think in terms of quality, there's a little bit extra quality towards the front. We're also um, welcoming the world current world champion to the TT this year, which is a real boost for the class. And in the background, the race organizers are reviewing the, 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 the class, particularly around the technical regulations, 
with a plan to announce a new set of technical regulations for 25 onwards at this year's TT. So to give people a whole year's notice and that change in technical regulations will be designed to aid accessibility and, and reduce costs where possible. Just while we're talking sidecars very quickly, I don't know how much you know about the situation, but of course, there's going to be a very big shift in terms of the tyre manufacturers after uh, Avon ceasing operations. A new tyre was tested at the Manx Grand Prix. Uh, are you being kept up to date as to how that's developing and whether it'll be ready for the sidecars at the TT, or is that not your remit? It's not necessarily my remit, but I'm aware of, of what's going on. Um, the the test was successful. The competitors are, are, are happy with the situation, with the product. And as it stands today, the, 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 where, where it's, it's business as usual, I think, heading into um, heading into this year's TT1. It's not a control tyre, so it's not it's not uh, the regulation doesn't allow just for one tyre and didn't do previously. And now and again, people would de- deviate and use a, a different brand of tyre. But I think what you're seeing with Hoosier, which is the tyre the, the that was tested during Manch Grand Prix is that that will everybody who was using Avon before will be will be using that tyre generally going forwards I, I know we're still a few months away from 2024 but looking into the future I guess for 2025 or beyond that are there any plans to maybe shake things up or evolve things in different ways for the TT already or are you seeing how 2024 goes first difficult one to answer I think um, if you think from the pandemic till now the TT's gone through a period of change perhaps like it's been through for quite some time you know there's a massive shift in terms of event delivery in terms of marketing in terms of the way the content's delivered in terms of risk management it has been a huge period of change obviously massive schedule change etc etc so this is the third year in that kind of process and uh, i think we are coming to a point in time where that kind of structural stuff will steady off. Lots of the intent and the, the ambition will remain the same, but in terms of the kind of headline changes, I do see that steadying off a little bit. However, lots lots of exciting things going on in the background for the future. Some big projects on the horizon, and you know the TT is in a fabulous place at the moment. I genuinely believe that. I'm not just saying that because I, I work on it. I'm, I'm I'm passionate about it, and I, I genuinely believe that this is an exciting time. We are growing audience all around the world very quickly and more and more people are seeing and realizing how special a TT is. Um, and I think we can be excited about, about the future. Thank you for having the stamina to make it to the end of the Manx Radio Sportscast. You're clearly someone who has their eye on the ball at all times. Want to hear more about the latest sporting news across the Isle of Man and much more? Then might I recommend you take the plunge and subscribe to this series or a wide range of Manx Radio podcasts at your favourite podcast provider so that, in a flash, all of our finest moments take a winner's place on your smartphone. Thank you.